The soul versus unwanted and wanted sex. A unique flavor of shame. Someone left this question in the comments section the other week. Why do you consider unwanted sex to be so uniquely soul-destroying? I don't know if I can answer this properly, but I want to try. My brain's offering up this flashback that happened not too long ago. Date number four asked me about my sexual preferences, or if I had any fantasies or kinks or something. I don't remember. Whatever the question was, I responded that I didn't know the answer to his question because the majority of the sex I'd had in my life was performative. It wasn't about me. In large part because of escorting, but also my last few relationships hadn't been very female pleasure focused. It was a mix of them not expressly caring to ask and my total lack of trying in any way to communicate that I had needs. So I'd pretend I didn't have any to make life easier. Together, those things left not many sexual experiences in my life having been about me. When I say about me, I mean involving my genuine pleasure being a vocalized and central component of the joint encounter. I didn't start sex work right away in life, but it existed in some way during the majority of my sexually active time thus far as an adult. Most clients would say something along the lines of, I really want you to have an orgasm, or I want you to enjoy this, or this is as much about your enjoyment as mine, etc. It's natural and healthy to want someone having sex with you to also enjoy the experience. That comes off as sane to me. Uh, The insane part is expecting a woman whose consent you're paying for to genuinely want to be there or enjoy it. This shows off the underlying utter delusion of it all. It's just something said to make a client feel less guilty about knowingly doing an immoral thing, same as an escort telling herself she loves it so she feels less guilt about knowingly doing an immoral thing. I was paid to be there, it wasn't about my enjoyment. If I were to make the experience with a client about me, first off, I'd be uncomfortable because they weren't someone I'd normally be intimate with, so not dissociating would have greatly upset me. Second, if I stopped focusing on the performance for the client's enjoyment, I'd likely slink back into my body, make a stink face, or return a look of disgust at the reality of the situation. Imperative to be acting and dissociating. I tried to make the best of it. Why wouldn't I? That was the extent of it. Telling myself I liked something when I didn't wasn't a healthy mental place to live in. I was sitting around next to my date, looking around the room as I explained this, landing back on his gaze as I finished. Does that make sense? Has all the sex you've had in life been about you? I said, scanning his face, hoping to find some common ground. He tilted his head a bit. I've only had sex with women that I've been attracted to or because I've wanted to. So, yes, he replied with kind eyes. <laughs> Tight swallow. I haven't thought about it like that before. Ashamed. Embarrassed. I hadn't only had unwanted sex once or twice. I'd had it hundreds more times than that. Yikes. Made me wonder just how much influence that's had on how I view sex, my sexual preferences, and whatever else. I don't think it would be possible to create an argument in which my actions could in any way be convincingly described as self-care and not self-destruction. It's not that my fourth date loved all his sexual experiences, but it's that he engaged in all of them because he wanted to. He was having sex because he wanted sex. He hadn't forced or coaxed himself to have it with strangers for other reasons. No common ground. How does one measure betraying one's soul? 
I don't know. I don't have special x-ray goggles for increased or diminished soul. I have feelings that occur as a result of actions. Feelings I often pretended not to have, but my subsequent self-destructive coping mechanisms confirmed feelings existed whether I wanted to acknowledge them or not. I don't know why I shake when I record these. (laughs) I couldn't give him much of an answer, though. I'm uncomfortable with certain things sexually, same as everyone. But to be honest, it's hard to know for certain which preferences have been influenced by past sex work. I'd been in a few personal sexual situations in which I hinted to not liking something and was met with a variation of, oh, well, you just feel that way because you've done sex work, thrown in my face. Uh, no, that's just me. I know it's easy for an onlooker to blame sex work for everything under the sun, but I'm still just a woman at the end of the day. I have preferences about this or that, same as any other woman. Often, escorts don't do things with clients they do with a partner. It's not the same kind of sex. I couldn't say the effects. That's the concern. I believe unwanted sex for money leaves an impact on any person who has it. I don't see how it's possible for it not to. It's not uncommon to have unwanted sex in marriages or relationships. I've had unwanted sex in relationships. Mostly it resulted in feelings of resentment. I resented him. I didn't feel violated. I consented. I was more annoyed than anything. It was unwanted sex for appeasement. It wasn't rape. If a partner forces sex on you non-consensually, that's a different story. Not all unwanted paid sex ends in feelings of violation, only sometimes. However, I've never felt a sense of comfort or joy afterwards. Relief because I just earned money, yes, but it produced feelings of wanting to take a shower and forget it happened. It wasn't real life. Pretending it wasn't real life is what allowed me to retain sanity and go on about my day. It wasn't me who just had that sex, it was someone else. Only it was me. See what I mean here with the unavoidable market leaves? Not creating an ecosystem for optimal mental health. So yes, I believe unwanted sex for money leaves a mark, but I don't think it's something that damages a person for life. I think it's just one of the many flavors of sexual trauma. Trauma may be too strong of a word as a generalization, but I can't think of a substitute and it's the right vibe. Uh, yeah, (laughs) it might just be one of the many flavors of sexual trauma a person can experience and find ways to work with. For example, if you dated a man who turned out to be an abusive psycho and had unhealthy sexual experiences with him, you'd likely have some trauma. In that scenario, I don't think that woman is scarred for life, eternally unable to have a healthy sex life. Not at all. I think it's just something that must be acknowledged and worked with if she wants to get back into a place of healthy sexuality. Having sex with someone for the wrong reasons, aka purely for money in this case, ends up leaving some kind of atypical wounding towards sex in some way. When you commodify something that was never meant to be for sale, your reproductive organs and most intimate act you can express as a human being, it's literally not natural. How could it possibly not leave an impact on your psyche? Of course, your soul can still dislike wanted sex. It's not about liking it, it's about what you're consenting to on your own behalf. When we stop giving any meaning to things with inherent meaning, what's left? Truly, real question. A wasteland of despair, if you ask me. What do you possess that's more intimate than the most intimate part of your body and the most intimate act a human can express? It's like... Obviously, violating that will be soul-destroying. 
It's not something that can easily be measured externally. The damage is internal, not external. It can be expressed in unhealthy external coping mechanisms, but it can't be seen. Maybe in the eyes. With unwanted sex for money, you're aware your body, mind, soul is saying, we don't want this. This is not something that we would do. Fully aware, you just start making reasons to justify going against that. You start to betray yourself for money. Anyway, I don't know if that answer gives you any insight, reader. That's how I thought about it, trying to put words to my feelings of why unwanted sex for money with clients is especially soul-destroying. That doesn't mean you need to adhere to a religion and save sex solely for marriage or not engage in consensual non-monogamy, none of that stuff. But to say sex has no inherent meaning or value is just not a world I want to live in. It's also not reality, if you ask me. But what do I know? I don't know. This article isn't meant to be depressing. Fact is, it's sad to sell sex. I want better for everyone. Selling sex is soul-destroying. I imagine buying it isn't a picnic if you actually think about what you're doing, either. She deserves better than that. You deserve better than that. We all deserve more out of life. And I think that's inspirational. Again, my gripe here is with glamorizing sex work as healthy and positive in society, not against making it harder for people who are in the unfortunate position of needing to. But like I've shared, I think it's easy to get caught up telling yourself you need to when that isn't a reflection of reality. It's just a way to justify past mistakes. It's not actually the best answer to whatever you're missing in life, whether it be as an escort or as a client. Interestingly, if you look at behavior we see in society today as the result of people in denial justifying their actions, things make a lot more sense, especially what's transpired since 2020. We justify when we don't want or aren't ready to accept a hard truth. I want to say it's just putting off the inevitable, but it's entirely possible you refuse to have an epiphany until you die. (laughs) It's too bleak for me, though. Ask yourself, as a fun thought experiment, if it might be serving anyone that you stay in denial, whether that be yourself or someone else. You're not acting in your own best interest to lie to yourself, unless it's motivational and about manifesting a goal or something. The hard truths are hard pills to swallow, but once you've accepted reality, you can move on to your next phase of being, a more evolved version of you. And who doesn't want that? Lots of love. Stay curious.